Welcome to the Being Dad Podcast, episode 11, Overdue in Blue. Yes, the baby's overdue. This week we're going to talk more about that, including a list that the midwife gave us of techniques to help stimulate labor. Yep, some of them are fun. Also, some more tips on being ready for the big moment when the time comes. Is your hospital route planned out? Plus, on Tech Time, storage containers that look like giant Lego pieces. That sounds like it's right up my alley. All that and more. Stay tuned. Thank you for checking out the Being Dad podcast. This is episode 11. My name is Stephen Beattie, and this is the show where we join together in an attempt to survive being dad. For all of us working on being dad and those who support us, thanks for listening. As always, you can find the new episodes on the podcast website, www.beingdadpodcast.com. Also on iTunes, and I am all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter. My username is at beingdadpodcast. And of course, you can always email me. My email address is stephen at beingdadpodcast.com. Well, the big date has come and it's gone. No baby yet. There hasn't really even been any signs of labor. No contractions, no breaking water. Michelle's been cleaning and working around the house quite a bit. So they're saying that she's nesting. But she's always been a pretty clean person, so that's really not all that out of the ordinary. She's also officially on maternity leave now, as of last Friday, so that's really a different experience for her. She's used to working hard, so I think it's a bit of a shock for her system to not have to go to work in the morning. I guess we're just playing the old waiting game now and enjoying this time. The weather up here has been really beautiful. Warm, sunny, the snow's all gone, and the bay that we live on here now has open water on it. The ice is all melted, so it's really feeling like spring. We've been doing a lot of walking, try to get this baby moving, so we've really had the opportunity to enjoy this great weather and just relax over the past few days. We're still seeing the midwife on a weekly basis, and our last visit uh, was last Thursday, I believe. All was well with the checkup. Our next appointment is for this Friday, the 23rd of March, which will put us at a week past the due date at that point if there's no baby by then. If labor hasn't started by that time, then the plan is for the midwife to do a stretch and sweep procedure, I think it's called. Basically, they use a finger inserted through the cervix to try and separate and loosen things up around the cervix, uh, which can then get some hormones flowing and hopefully induce a labor. Hopefully things will start naturally by then, but uh, whatever, it will happen very, very soon. We know that, and we're just enjoying these quiet days while we have them, and make sure that we get some good night's sleep, and we'll be all set to go when the time comes. It's very exciting, though. I think our mothers are beside themselves waiting. I know mine is. They can't wait to meet the new grandkid. At the last midwife's appointment, she gave us a list of techniques that we can try ourselves at home to try and stimulate labor. So I'll go through those today with you. And uh, if you find yourself 
in a similar situation as Michelle and I are now in the future, maybe these tips will work for you. Okay, so here we go. I've got our list of techniques or methods to encourage and stimulate labor given to us by our team of midwives. It's a list of different methods that can be used to encourage labor. And they say that their methods have not been subjected to large scientific studies, but women's experiences support their effectiveness and safety. So they do give them out to uh, people like us who are a little bit overdue for the baby. First on the list, prepare yourself emotionally and physically. Emotionally prepare yourself for the labor, birth, and transition of having a new baby. Some women find that visualizations work well to prepare for labor and delivery. And the majority of pregnancy preparation books contain different ideas for visualizations. They also suggest for physically preparing yourself, you can, of course, do a lot of walking, squats, and lunges. Those can both help the baby to move into a more favorable position for labor and also encourage the baby to move down deeper into the pelvis. Now, we do know in our case that the baby's head is down engaged into that pelvis, but we have definitely been doing a lot of walking over the past week or so. Next on the list, belly massage. I wasn't sure about this one at first, but it does say that belly massage can encourage contractions. And uh, what they say is to massage the abdomen in clockwise direction for five to ten minutes a couple of times per day. I'm not sure of why you need to go into a clockwise direction, but uh, we've been giving it a try anyway. Five to ten minutes a couple times a day. It's not really a lot of effort, so we've definitely been going with that one. Evening primrose oil. This contains essential fatty acids, which are precursors to prostaglandins, okay, that can soften and prepare the cervix for labor. They suggest that you can start taking this evening primrose oil orally at 37 to 38 weeks pregnancy, a 500 milligram tablet twice a day. But of course, you would want to discuss that with your healthcare provider, midwife, or physician before taking that. Also on our list here is that stretch and sweep procedure that I mentioned earlier that they might be doing for Michelle this Friday. It's a procedure that can be a a little bit uncomfortable, but some studies have shown that this procedure at around the 41 weeks gestation point might decrease the likelihood of the pregnancy going on much past the 41 weeks also decrease the need for more invasive methods for inducing the labor. So our midwife is going to do that on Friday if uh, all is well and they don't have uh, uh, other deliveries going on at the time. So we'll see how that goes if we get to that point. They suggest acupressure. There's an acupressure point called spleen number six. Hmm. This is an acupressure point that can be massaged to encourage contractions. Spleen 6 is located four finger widths above the inner ankle bone on the shin bone. Okay. Press at an angle from behind the leg in and toward the front. The spot will most likely be tender. Apply hand pressure on both sides simultaneously for up to a minute at a time, or massage the area in small circular movements. I really think I need a diagram for that, or a manual. Uh, 
<laughs> I'll read that a few more times a bit more slowly to myself. We haven't tried that one yet, but perhaps that'll be uh, a good one for us to go with. Moving on to some more fun methods for encouraging or stimulating labor, sexual stimulation and intercourse. It's well known that sex can simulate labor and that semen contains prostaglandins, which are hormone-like substances that can soften and ripen the cervix. Well, there you go. With nipple stimulation, it says here that it can be a great method for encouraging labor. And uh, I've had a few dad friends who've also given me that tip and suggested that uh, I, I do my best to do my dad duty. Uh, as much as I can. So there you go. So we've already done a lot to prepare for the big day of the baby's coming. We've got our dad's hospital bag all set to go. We know what we need to do to help support mom. We've got all the contact telephone numbers programmed into our phones with our mothers on speed dial because we know they'll be wanting frequent updates. But are there any other logistical things we should be thinking about as we prepare for the big day? Check out the website, dadsadventure.com. It is jammed full of information related to being dad at all different times in our child's development from before birth and up. They recommend doing some hospital practice runs to get familiar with the route and get a good idea on the length of time it takes to get to the hospital. What are the traffic patterns like? If it's rush hour, should you be changing your route in order to avoid sitting in a traffic jam? with a spouse having contractions. Make sure the car is in good working order with no lights burnt out, properly functioning wipers and battery. Maintain a topped-up gas tank and other fluids. I know for us in our area, we're about 30 minutes to the hospital we're delivering at, and there are no 24-hour gas stations close to our home unless we go about 15 or 20 minutes out of our way and back. So last week and this week, I've been making sure that my gas tank is fully topped up so I don't have to worry about stopping anywhere or detouring for a gas station when Michelle is in labor, especially if it's in the middle of the night. Also, yesterday we had the car into the shop to get checked over. They put on my summer tires, changed a burnt out turn signal light. So I think my car is all set to go. I've also had the car seat base installed in there for a couple weeks now, and that's uh, all set to go as well. So I think uh, everything is all set with the car. The car seat installation actually was a lot easier than I was expecting. Uh, my car is an, a newer car. It's a 2008 Ford Focus, and really there's just two little clamps that clip into these little uh, latches that are built right into the car. You just tighten up that belt and uh, and that's it. Make it as tight as you can and it, it really does tighten down nicely. And then the actual seat that the baby goes in just clips in and clips out of the base and the base can just stay in the car. Uh, I was a bit worried about having to move the car seat base from car to car. We have two cars, so we thought about buying two bases, but really it was pretty easy uh, with the newer cars anyway, pretty easy to move it back and forth between cars. So I don't think we need to spend the extra 80 bucks for two bases, but uh, you know, have a look at your own particular situation. If you have an older car uh, that maybe doesn't have those uh, standard little latches in the back, uh, like the newer ones do, it, it might 
be a bit longer to put the bass in and out, but really, it wasn't too difficult at all. All right, so now the car's all set to go, and we know the best way to get to the hospital with alternative routes for rush hours. Is there anything else us dads need to be ready with as the due date arrives? Well, you want to make sure that you have your cell phone with you at all times so that you can be contacted right away if needed. Or if you're working and not around a phone all the time, perhaps there's some way to work out a plan with your supervisors to get you contacted through the day if needed in a hurry. Are you planning on taking time off work when the baby comes? Or is there a plan in place for you with your work to leave at a moment's notice if you're there and you get a call that your wife is labor? You might want to talk to your work about that and have some kind of a plan in place. Next, make sure your family and friends are aware in advance of what your wishes are following the birth of the baby in regards to visiting. Of course, they're going to want to see the new baby as soon as they can, and you're likely going to want to show off the new baby as well, but they don't want to impose and you probably don't want to be imposed on. So maintaining open communication about that is important and don't feel bad if you want to take a few days to be alone with just your spouse and the new baby. Prearrange pet care if needed. I know in our case we have a Labrador retriever and we do have some plans to have her into doggy daycare as we're gone to the hospital for the delivery. The only problem might be if we have to leave in a bit of a hurry and it's the middle of the night, we can't drop the dog off at the daycare. But they did say that they can come pick her up in the morning. And we do have some friends in town here that can let the doggy daycare people into our house to pick up the dog uh, if need be. Otherwise, we'll just drop her off on the way to the hospital. You'll want to keep the doctor or midwife's phone numbers handy so you know what number to call if labor has begun and you have a question or you're not sure what to do or when to go to the hospital. So keep those numbers handy as well. I've got all three of the midwives that are on our midwife team. All three of their pager numbers are in my phone so I can call them at any time when I need to. You want to make sure you have a way to count contractions, whether it be through your watch, through an application on your phone. Once the contractions begin, you're going to want to count how frequently they come. And if you're like us and your healthcare provider has given you some directions on when to make your way to the hospital or when to contact them, you'll want to make sure that you're keeping track of those. And finally, like Michelle and I are doing this week, just enjoy as much quiet time as you can because you might not have so much quiet time in the very near future. It's now time for Tech Time on the Being Dad podcast, and I've got a few cool little techie items for you this week. I'm going to start off with a couple iPhone apps, because we all know that I just love apps. Firstly is an app called Pregnant Dad by SB Apps. This is a app in the App Store. It's $1.99. And basically what it is is an essential information guide regarding the growth and development of your child as they go through the pregnancy. Tips on how to survive. This is, I'm quoting here, tips on how to survive as a man in these important nine-month period. Unquote. 
so it's got lots of information in there. You can look at a little bit of information per week as you progress through the pregnancy. And it's all great information direct, directed towards uh, being a father-to-be. It's, uh, it's a cool app. Check it out in the App Store. Pregnant Dad. Another app in the App Store is called Dad's Guide to Newborns, the Video Guide. Now, this is a bit of a pricier app than uh, than usual. It's $4.99 in the App Store, uh, but it does have a lot of great information. It's basically a, a, a book, an interactive book. It has eight chapters, includes how-to videos, lots of information for dads-to-be, and for dads with newborns, uh, like how to bathe your baby, how to swaddle the baby, how to feed, hold, change the baby's diapers. Everything you can think of, really, with caring for a newborn is in this app. So check it out. Dad's Guide to Newborns, the video guide by app developer Vook, V-O-O-K. Next up on Tech Time, if you're a Lego fan like I am, how would you like to have Lego storage boxes that look like giant Lego pieces? Pretty cool, I think. Starting at $19.99, you can find them on the website anukanu.com. I'll have a link in the show notes. It's A-N-O-U-K-A-N-O-O.com. And they have all different sizes of Lego brick storage boxes in all different colors. And um, they start off, like I said, $19.99 for a storage box that's about a foot by a foot. And they then start doubling in size for uh, one that's twice the size at 25 bucks, And then they go up in price from there. And you can even stack them on top of each other like Lego pieces. And uh, it looks pretty cool to me. Anukanu.com. And uh, I thought I would end off Tech Time this week with a couple other dad podcasts out there. Now, I know you're thinking you have the Being Dad podcast. Why would you ever need to listen to another podcast? But there are some really great podcasts out there directed towards fatherhood and being dad. So I thought I would mention a couple of my favorites. First up, Dad's Unplugged. It's a great podcast. Um, Check it out at dadsunplugged.com. There's a blog there, and uh, it's part of a larger podcast network that has uh, a number of different parenting podcasts uh, on there. But uh, Dads Unplugged obviously is directed towards dads, and it's really good. Another one is the Man Cave Radio podcast at mancaveradio.com. Uh, Another great uh, podcast for dads, very well produced, great sounding. Check that one out. You can, of course, subscribe on iTunes for both of those podcasts. Check them out and feel free to let them know that, that you enjoy their show. Well, that's the end of the Being Dad podcast for this week. I was hoping I would have some baby news to share with you this week, but unfortunately, nothing yet. Perhaps next week, though. I'm really looking forward to sharing my birth experience with you. Uh, So feel free to tune in again next week. I know that I've been a little bit off schedule with releasing the shows. My plan has been to release them on Fridays, but uh, I've been a little worried that I wouldn't be able to find the time uh, 
when the baby comes initially, so I've just sort of been taking advantage of the spare time when I have it. Uh, but I will get back on the regular Friday schedule once the delivery is all done. But uh, there definitely, definitely still will be weekly shows, so uh, feel free to subscribe on iTunes. Check the website frequently or follow me on Twitter at Being Dad Podcast. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.